Enjoy your job. Be thankful. Whatever you're doing in life, you're one of the very few people in the world that are doing it. You know, so if you enjoy doing it, you love doing it, then enjoy it. Fred Rachani, we have right here via Zoom a very special guest. He is an actor, a commentator, a legendary professional wrestler, literally and figuratively the biggest guest we've ever had. He's also one of the stars of the brand new film, Marcus, available now on demand and on iTunes. We're talking to the man you may know as The Big Show, The Giant, Captain Insano, maybe Gus, Paul White. Paul, thank you so much for the time. How's everything going? That's going great. Maybe Gus. I like that. That's funny. That's good. That's good. Hope so. You never know. You never know. I apologize, though. I forgot to mention legendary Destiny player as well. Yes. Yes. Legendary hunter. Everybody thinks I would play a Titan, but I always played a hunter character. So anyway, that's like me. I like to do things outside of the norm of what everybody perceives. So Destiny, Dungeons and Dragons, and dramatic roles. So there you go. I love that. So let's talk about this dramatic role. You're involved in Marcus. This is a drama. This is a very powerful film, one that maybe we're not used to seeing you in. We've seen you in a lot of you know, comedies, action roles, and everything else. This one's a little bit different. How'd you get involved with Marcus? Well, originally, um, well, I'd shot my mouth off in some interviews, of course, saying I want to do more dramatic stuff, more stuff with guts. And uh, J.R. Poli, who wrote and directed uh, Marcus, uh, contacted me and brought me a 10-minute clip because the 10-minute version of Marcus won a bunch of short film awards. So he brought me the 10-minute version and said, how would you like to be a part of Marcus? I got a character for it. I said, uh, yeah, I'd love to be a part of this. Um, Warren Marcus is just such an incredibly powerful message. Uh, Owen Miller does a great job of, of bringing this Marcus character to, to life. I mean, it's one of the, you've seen a lot of films where a person with mental health issues, you see what's going on on the outside. And you can kind of interpret what's going on, on the inside. Marcus, uh, the way the script is written, because it's kind of based on some of JR's real life problems where he struggled with mental health issues and he's not afraid or embarrassed to talk about it. Um, it really gives you an insight to mental health issues in a way that you can understand plainly. You can see, oh, that, that's what's going on. And what attracted me to it was the positive message uh, with mental health awareness and also the character because Gus isn't anything about being funny. He isn't anything about being big and imposing. He's just a human being that is Marcus's only real, I think, friend in this movie and how Gus struggles to interact with Marcus. He knows something's wrong, but he doesn't know how to approach, you know, the mental health issue, you know, and I think that was one of the things that it was so unlike anything I've done before that it was exactly kind of what I was looking for. And definitely a fantastic cast. You're part of, you mentioned Owen Miller, who plays the main character, Marcus, who was just great. The chemistry you guys had in the few scenes <laughs> you had together was fantastic. Did that immediately click when you guys got on set? I think that goes to Owen's professionalism. I mean, I literally met him about 15 minutes before we shot that day. Cause I was traveling and schedule and it was literally, Hey, I'm Owen. Hey, I'm Paul. I think we walked through our lines one time and then I set out to the side and, and was kind of figuring out what I want to do with Gus and trying to find, find Gus. And I watched Owen transform. It's almost like this guy put on a hat and a coat as, as far as his normal personality and who he was when I met him. I watched this guy transform in the, in the first, you know, first scene we did, it was just amazing to see how, one, how good of an actor he is, and two, how he brought the authenticity to Marcus. 
and it really helped me find Gus, if that makes any sense. It helped me understand right away, this is our relationship. Um, uh, the, the respect or the, they're not best buddies, but it was more of the, they work together, the coworkers, they obviously have a friendship or a kinship uh, together, but it was perfect for what I needed to, to find the right place for Gus. Because Gus could have been a little bit over the top. He could have been more of this. He, he, you, you always want to try to, I always try to work with the other actors on what they give me. And when you see a great actor like Owen work, you want to match that that speed or that tempo, if that makes any sense. I know I'm using a lot of wrestling terminologies for psychology, but uh, that's what worked in my brain. Once once I saw him become Marcus, it was really easy for me to find Gus. You mentioned you wanted to do dramas. You finally got involved with a drama. Not only is this a drama, this is an indie film. And with indies, it's a little bit of a different animal. You've done Netflix series. You've done major productions, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, and you know a bunch of other famous actors as well. Was there anything you learned about yourself uh, as an actor and as a performer in this type of setting? Uh, and this type of thing is that I can do it. I mean, uh, this is a role that it was unlike anything I've done, and I thought I could do it. Just like with a comedy, with a big show show, I talked to everybody for 10 years telling them that, no, I can do comedy. I can do a family comedy. I can be funny. You know, and it was hard to convince people with that power that I could do it. It took me a long time. Same way with this. This is something I've never done before, but I felt like, oh, I can do this. This is, this is in my wheelhouse. So then to be able to go out there, to be able to find that, to be able to, to, to pull that Gus character off, or you forget that I'm the big show, or you forget that I'm Paul White or Captain Insano, I become Gus. Um, that's a, a great feeling as an actor to know that you're on the right track and to trust your instincts. And uh, I think that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm trusting my instincts in a lot of performances, but I'm, a lot of things that I'm choosing are going against the norm. And this indie film was important to do. I mean, it wasn't about getting rich and buying a house in Hawaii. It was about uh, mainly the script, the work, and the message. And if you've ever had friends or family with mental health issues, this is a great film to help you understand what's going on sometimes with people with mental health issues. You know, so uh, it was one of those kind of things like, yeah, I want to be a part of this. You know, and I'm glad I didn't screw up the role of Gus. I'm glad I didn't take away from the movie. But I, I, no, not Gus. That might have ruined the film. So I'm glad we did it all right. Hey, man, I, th- I think you did all right. Of course, fans can check out Marcus on iTunes and available uh, video on demand. Of course, you are a legendary pro wrestler as well. You're no stranger to being on the mic. I would imagine that preparing for a role, though, that's mainly scripted compared to wrestling is a, is a bit of an adjustment, isn't it? It's a little bit of adjustment in the fact that you don't have the instant gratification. When you're doing wrestling, you know right away if you've done something good or bad. And sometimes you can alter it, fix it, because you can feel it's going the wrong way because you have that audience. You have that audience vibe. As an actor on film, you have to trust in your other actor. You have to trust in your director. You have to trust in your own performance. And then you have to trust in the editing room, what happens in the editing room, whether they pick the take that you thought was best or they pick the take that worked the best for the scene. And then it has to go on film and then it's presented to the, to the fans. And you have to trust that in the work that you did, that the fans will receive it accordingly. It's, it's a little bit stressful. It's also difficult for me. Uh, I've never been one that can sit and watch my matches because I'll pick it apart. I'll expose 45 things wrong with everything in my own match. I'm brutal. I don't watch my own stuff. Though probably some of the guys think I probably should. But anyway, uh, same thing with acting. Like when I do a performance, 
Um, I trust in the people I work with and I leave it there. And then it's up to the audience to enjoy it. I, I don't, for the lack of a better term, I don't go sit home and mark out and watch it, you know, because I'm going to be overly critical. I'm going to ruin uh, whatever I found in the moment that worked at the moment, you know, and, and I didn't have time doing the big show show. Like we had a difference, you know, we were getting three rewrites a week on the big show show. And I'd have about a day to spend with a full script. And then we went straight to shooting Thursday and Friday. So I had to learn to forget what I did last week to work on this week. And I think that was the greatest for acting and studying and preparing. That was one of the greatest boot camps I ever could have gone through because when you're doing a film and you've got a few weeks to digest the script and really understand the character, it's completely different than, Oh, I got a day and a half to get all this in and make sure I hit all the jokes and do all that. So I look at it like the film is it's uh, the more time I had to prepare the, the, the more comfortable I am. I kind of like this recurring theme over the last one to two years for you, getting out of your comfort zone, did a drama, did an indie film. Another thing you've been doing that it's completely new is commentary. It's been a little over a year now since you joined All Elite Wrestling. Has your first year or so with AEW been everything you expected or more? It's been more. It's been more, actually, because I, you know, when I talk to Tony, and I love Tony because he's just got this positive can-do attitude that's almost infectious. You know, he doesn't blow smoke up your ass, you know what I mean? Or try to con you into something. You know, he's just like, you know, when I talk to us as well, I really want to get into commentary. I said, I think for me, I always want to be a part of wrestling, but I know that uh, I can't wrestle forever. You know, at some point I need to still be in the business. I don't want to be a coach. I don't want to be a, a producer. That's, that's not my gig. Um, but how do I be, how do I contribute and still be a part of the business? And I said, I want to do the commentating thing and, and compete a little bit. So I was like, okay, I got an idea for a show for you. We're launching this new show called Elevation and you and Tony Schiavone will host it. And it was like, okay. Then like a week later, I was on Elevation commentating, you know, no, no prep time. Here it is, kid, trust in your instincts and go. And it's been great um, learning with Tony Schiavone uh, watching JR, watching Tad, learning from Excalibur. I'm starting to find that comfort role that I'm, that I'm getting into. And, and I'm also uh, trying to copy and learn a lot from old Gorilla Monsoon stuff. I think Gorilla Monsoon is more my style, hopefully, of commentating, where it's about enhancing the talent and giving some, uh, some insight onto what they may be thinking or doing and why they're doing it from a, from a practical sense. So hopefully it's working, you know. Just got to get the reps in. Just got to get the reps in. Definitely got to get the reps in. What was the biggest adjustment for you going from wrestling full-time or even semi-regularly to commentary? Not talking about myself. You know, for so many years of wrestling, it's about getting yourself over, getting yourself over, getting yourself over. That is not the case in commentary. You're not there to get yourself over. You're there to get the talent in the ring over. You might not know the talent in the ring. I know when I came to like in WWE, I knew everybody that came through because I'd been there so long. I was like a concrete pillar that you had to walk through to walk into the door. So I knew everybody from NXT. I knew when they were coming up because I was part of all those conversations that were naturally going on. Uh, in AEW, I didn't really know any of the talent. A lot of it was indie talent. A lot of it was new talent. A lot of them I had to build relationships with, become fans of, uh, and, and just learn. So uh, that stressful part of it, I think, was great in doing my job because it really made me buckle down and focus on enhancing the talent and not myself. I know you've mentioned in some interviews you'd like to get back to wrestling at least a, a little bit again. How's your body feeling? 
And are the rumors, oh, true, about, and are the rumors true about this whole Captain Insano re- reigniting your old uh, Waterboy character in the ring? The rumors are true about Captain Insano. Um, Tony, and that's one of the things Tony and I were talking about. He was talking about wrestling. I said, well, I said, I, we, you know, we don't own the Big Show moniker. That's WWE's intellectual property. And, you know, uh, I'd still like to compete a little bit uh, here and there. Uh, that was one of the things I wanted to do more of in WWE the last year and a half. I was in WWE. I really didn't do much. I think I wrestled uh, Drew McIntyre after WrestleMania and I wrestled Randy Orton. So it was like, you know, in a year and a half, I wrestled like twice. And that was not, uh, at the time, that wasn't uh, what I wanted. I wanted more more interaction, more storyline. I wanted to compete more. But then on a serious note, I'd done everything I could do there in WWE. I needed to get fresh territory and fresh things. And Tony had the idea, hey, man, what about Captain Insano? And I was like, that would be fun because it would be completely different than the big show. It's completely different than Paul White. And I said, you get Captain Insano, I'll do it. And then, you know, we worked on jumping through all the legal hoops. He got Captain Insano. We designed the gear. And uh, now it's finding the right storyline, the right talent to plug it into where it enhances the talent and doesn't take it away from it. Because that's my thing. I want to enhance the AEW talent. I don't want to come in and, quote, unquote, take anybody's spot or become a champion and fight for championships. I think that's, I mean, of course, if business happens, you know, if that works out, I'll do what's best for the company. But. Personally, I would like to, to do Captain Insane in a way that's entertaining the fans and helps enhance and help uh, bring attention to uh, someone in AEW that can help them grow. Very cool. Well, that makes def- sense. No, totally makes sense, man. I love that. We're, de- we're definitely looking forward to that. You've been so successful over the years. You're somebody that, that's no stranger to obviously trying new things, especially in recent years. What's the best piece of advice you give anybody for success? For success, um, it's funny. Uh, I got this advice um, uh, when I first got to WWE to treat every day like your first day on the job. Every day, your first day on the job, you're open to ideas, you're friendly with your colleagues, you're not too friendly, you're open to suggestions, and you have a desire to work hard to prove yourself. That's what most of us do our first day on the job. You know, we, we have that, we have the right attitude. We don't let, um, you know, personal grievances or other people's drama or, or lose our passion after doing things for, for a certain amount of time. And to try to keep that excitement and keep that open mind and positive, you know, you got to keep your passion going. And, and I think that's the key for success is uh, not dragging unnecessary, pardon my language, bullshit into your job. You know, enjoy your job. Be thankful. Despite whatever you're doing, in life, you're one of the very few people in the world that are doing it, you know? So if you enjoy doing it, you love doing it, then enjoy it. Don't bring misery to it. That makes any sense. Definitely. Long-winded. Long-winded, but enjoy what you do. How about that? Why should everybody watch Marcus? Well, you should watch Marcus definitely for, one, it's a great dramatic film. It's great, uh, great acting uh, by Owen. Um, but it's a great way to understand uh, what people with mental health issues are going through. You know, it, it's a great blueprint or uh, pamphlet to understand really what's going on with someone with mental health issues and how, how to have a little bit more empathy and how to help support that. I think that's the thing. And the, and the key thing is, is, is Marcus is about a man that's dealing with mental health issues, but Marcus is also about hope. And I think that's important because, you know, we all struggle with things in our lives. We all have things that are daunting. But, you know, the thing that keeps us going is hope. 
And I think that's a key message with Marcus as well. Hope. You can check out Marcus via Gravitas Ventures, available on demand via iTunes and all major platforms. Before I let you go, where can fans find you online and where can we find you next? Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, I've got my standard social media handles, Paul White at Twitter, Paul White at Instagram. Um, you know, next week gets run AEW. That's where I'll be. So Excellent. we're moving and grooving. More Excellent. things to come. Love that. And hey, maybe we could do a raid or two, you know, as fellow hunters in Destiny 2. Yeah, we can do a raid or two. I'm down with that. No, as long as you're not a noob, we're good. <laughs> no, no, we're good. <laughs> awesome. 